Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Kanichi Yeehaw podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And today, we wanted to talk a little bit about mecha anime. So, Jared, what is mecha anime? So, I love mecha. Right. It's probably one of my favorite genres. Um, and what mecha is short for is mechanical innovation. Um, so that can be in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we want to talk about though, I want to talk a little bit about like the history of mecha. Okay. Um, so mecha, as like in anime or just kind of in general, started post World War II, mm-hmm. and most of it was commentary on like war. Right. And that kind of stays. <laughs> right. It's yes. still very much like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch Emeka, a l- most of the time it's going to have something to do with military, like something to do with war commentary. So be prepared for that. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of it. Um, Mecca is also very important. Um, it has influenced a lot. So mm-hmm. and influence in things that you may not even realize. Mm-hmm. So, for example, basically the entire intro slash plot to Attack on Titan is just a copy from the show Muv Love, mm-hmm. which a lot like came out way before. But it's basically like if you watch it, you're like, okay, this is just the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, Macross was the first anime to ever introduce idols, which I right. talked about that in previous our, episode. Yes, yeah. on our idol anime uh, episode. So that was kind of crazy. Like these things of like, this is Mecha, and it invented an entirely different genre yeah, in itself. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, something that's that I think is really interesting is that like, so Mecha peaked. In like the 70s, 80s, around that time. Um, And it kind of harshly declined. Right. So Mecha (laughs) is nowhere close to as popular as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's starting to gain popularity again. Like with... um, Like with Gundam, uh, Witch of Mercury. Yeah, I think that definitely kind of brought that... From what I could see also. Yeah. A new wave of um, Mecha appreciation. Yeah. And so, like, but it's at nowhere where it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. You know, not every other show is a Mecca. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, And speaking of Mecca, in general, there are, or from an academic standpoint, there are three different types of, or three different, yeah, three different types of Mecca. Could you tell us about that? I would love to, since that's... I'm not a huge Mecca fan. I guess I should go ahead and say that. Um, I think it's interesting, um, especially from this kind of academic standpoint, which maybe sounds really boring. Um, I have not consumed a lot of Mecca content, mm-hmm. but I can tell you about the three stages of Mecca. Um, so the first stage is considered whenever a body controls machinery remotely. We don't really see this anymore. Yeah. Like, at all. But it's essentially, think of a giant robot... That is being controlled with a remote control. Yeah. Um, a good example of that, or the example the of that, example. is Tetsujin 28. Yes. I also believe that there was actually the first, what I would consider, mecha anim- or manga to be released. Right. Yeah. Um, so we don't really see that one anymore, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of, 
it we don't see it anymore um the second stage which is uh, i would say pop- the most popular mm-hmm. is whenever a the body a person enters the machinery to control it yeah. which is like your your stand kind of the standard now which is with gundam and such which yeah. is a person piloting um a big robot from the inside yeah right which i think is probably the most popular it's the most popular it's definitely like Whenever you think of Mecha, it's what you think of. Yeah. You know, you think of a person in the in the head or in the torso, right. like, piloting it. Yeah. I wonder I wonder why that's, like, the one that's changed. changed. Well, I think because of this third stage. Okay. This The third stage, the final stage, is when machinery enters the body. Right. Now, when machinery enters the body, we honestly kind of leave Mecha. And it's it became more, um, more sci-fi. Yeah. It became more sci-fi and more cyberpunk. Yeah. Whenever the machinery entered the body, so we don't consider that mecha. Right. But if we go with mecha, is short for mechanical innovation. Right. It is mecha. Right. A good example of this would be like Akira. Yes. Um, or like Ghost in the Shell. Yes, those are examples of. Um, most people would think of them as sci-fi, though. They would yeah. not think of them as mecha. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, a little bit of a purist. Yes, uh, I know I'm you, like, you're not a big fan of stage, yeah, stage 3 being yeah, considered mecha. <laughs> I am very, like, mecha needs to be, like, a giant robot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what it is in my mind. And so, right. like, thinking of Ghost in the Shell or Akira as, like, a mecha anime is right. kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's probably how most people think as well. Definitely. Um, and I guess I just kind of wanted to to like point out because it it, it did um, this this idea of like a maybe more of an action adventure high action genre of robots fighting other robots. Mm-hmm. How that became more sci fi focused with a mechanical innovation of the body. Right. Right. Um, and the whole idea of um like this sci-fi cyberpunk movement yeah. right um was attributed to the um the bubble economy right in oh, the 80s oh yeah that's true you know what then that makes a lot of sense yeah see that this is this is what i mean okay. i'm good at the academic stuff yeah see? this makes so, a lot of sense especially so, since like the tradition like the bubble economy happened right as soon as like giant robot mecha was starting to decline so well meaning like giant robot mecha right not mecha is like mechanical innovation yes i was yeah so i was gonna say those what i have here in my in my notes is that gundam begins on tv in 1979 so Mm. right at the beginning okay of the beginning of the bubble economy the peak of the bubble economy is actually at the end of the of the decade okay so but what we get with this is that so what the what the bubble economy was in Japan was the rich were getting very rich mm-hmm. and the poor were getting very poor. We're getting they were getting left behind, right? So what happened was all is all of this like tech like technology was being created in Japan and the world was seeing it, mm-hmm. right? And the world was getting this idea of what Japan is like, which is how then we get to um, Blade Runner. I'm going to go right to Blade Runner, okay. which came out in 1982, so kind of at the beginning of this bubble economy, right? And 
when you watch Blade Runner, and this is like where the whole idea of like sci-fi, cyberpunk has this like Asian undertone. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they, they know it's there, but they don't know why. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is where it came from. It's because of the bubble economy. Um, Japan was advancing a lot quicker than the rest of the world. So they kind of, the West, you know, yeah. America, yeah. they had this, this vision of the whole world is going to be like Japan right. eventually. And they like, you know, they Asianified everything. Um, but, and then essentially then what I'm going to get to after that is that in 1988, that's when Akira came out. Oh, so that okay. came out after Blade Runner and Akira, it's almost like a direct commentary to Blade Runner. Right. I would like to say, because it is, um, fighting the idea that the bubble economy was good, that, right. that Japan was really advancing I mean, it was advancing in this in a really rapid pace, mm-hmm. but there were still so many poor people left behind. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what Aki- that's what Akira, the movie Akira, focuses on. Right. Yeah. And I think that's like something that that's something that's kind of in in a lot of mecha, even like stage two mecha. Right. Um, I I always go back to Gundam just because, like, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. there's tons of gundam shows mm-hmm. um but like even in even in the most recent witch of mercury mm-hmm. it shows like the wealth divide yes. between like you know the space noids that are big business companies mm-hmm. versus the earthlings that like have nothing and so they have to like jerry rig together a flight suit for the right. and like mm-hmm. you know it's it are, it's things that are like that will always be relevant right yeah it's you know and that's something that's kind of like kind of great about mecca sad but great right about yeah. mecca is that you can watch a mecca from you know 1979 and it's still relevant today because we're still having those same problems mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, it's super interesting. Um, again, I'm not like... Okay. Stage 3 is cool. Stage yes, 3 is very is, it's cool. It's very cool. You know, you get some really cool stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, the whole cyberpunk aspect out of it. Right. But I think because the creation of the genre of cyberpunk, I, like, consider Stage 3 a completely different genre. It, it does come off as something that's completely different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But from an academic standpoint, I cannot deny... That it does go under the academic uh, or the definition <laughs> of, of mecha, mecha, which is mechanical innovation. Right. Um, Sorry, I just like went off on that. Oh, no. Um, yeah. But. But yeah. So um, <laughs> now, after all of this, after this, you know. Little history, I guess. After this history, after this, like. Oh, you know, Mecca is all sad and gloom and <laughs> awful. Um, you might be wondering yourself, how do I even get into Mecca? Right. Because, let me tell you, there is a lot of Mecca. Um, intro to Mecca. I'd say what everyone looks for first is going to be Gundam. Mm-hmm. Um, right, yeah. 
Have you heard... Do you know anything about Gundam? Uh, I watched... You watched um, that one movie. I watched one movie with you, and it was good. Yeah. I, I liked it. I did like it. Um, yeah. And then I've seen some stuff about Wish of Mercury, but mm-hmm. not a lot. Yeah. So, uh, Gundam is very hard to get into, but also very easy at the same time. Um, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. You yeah. just have to find where to start. Um, it is the highest grossing anime series of all time. Right. Um, not surprising. It's been around forever. Forever. Um, and <laughs> something really interesting about um, Gundam is that it did two things. It's historically significant for two reasons. So one of the reasons is because, so stage two, or not stage two, just stage, I'd say stage one and two mecha have two different genres. Mm-hmm. They have the real robot and they have the um, super robot. Mm-hmm. So what the super robot is, is like something that's very fantastical. A lot of the times the uh, the robot maybe has emotions or has eyes, is a living thing. Um, Mazinger is a good example of that. Uh, Mazinger was also, just a side note, Mazinger <laughs> was the very first, um, uh, very first piloted mecha show. Okay. Um, Getter Robot is also a good example of that. Of like, this robot is super, it has supernatural abilities, you know, getter energy and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, But, so that was super popular whenever, you know, um, Mecha was first came out. And then Gundam came around and was like, you know what, we're going to make real robots. So we're going to do things, make our robots that are based in reality. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to have, you know, like bullets and they're strictly piloted for the most part. There's a little leeway in some things. But they're strictly piloted, nothing about them. Um, Gundam also ended the villain of the week um, style of shows. Mm-hmm. So they they started having arcs and reoccurring character or non-reoccurring characters mm-hmm. and um, no like Okay, this week we're doing we're fighting this guy, and this week we're fighting this guy. It was like actual full blown out arcs. Right. So you might be wondering, Gundam, where do I start? Mm-hmm. So it gets complicated. Right, of course. Gundam has multiple universes mm-hmm. that do not connect to each other, but the main universe is called the Universal Century. Um, with that one. I'd say look up a guide. If you want to get into Gundam, look up a guide. That is the easiest thing to do. That is what I did. And it makes life a lot easier. With Universal Century, you start at the beginning. Um, You can either start with the original Gundam. Or you can start with the prequel, um, Gundam Origin. Then you just watch it. Mm -hmm. Or... You can just look at whatever's cool in, like, the other universes. So, for example, um, good place to start with Gundam would be the summary movies for the show. The show's, like, 50 episodes long, something like that. And they have three summary movies that also have updated, like, um, animation. And, like, they skip a little bit of the, like, filler stuff. Mm-hmm. I watch them. I think they're fine. I think they're fine as a good start to Gundam. 
You can also start with Gundam The Origin. That is the very beginning of the um, Universal Century timeline. Doesn't matter where you start. <laughs> either one of those works. Um, or find a non-Universal Century show and just watch that. If it looks cool, just watch it. You're good. <laughs> um, Gundam Thunderbolt is a favorite of mine. Um, that one's really good. Witch of Mercury that just came out. That one's also really good. Don't have to watch any other Gundam to enjoy that. Mm -hmm. um, another good beginner mecha would be Gurren Lagann. It really is good for that like super robo aspect because it's very big. It's very bombastic. There's um, Gurren Lagann, you know, spiral energy. <laughs> and it's just like over the top ridiculous. Right, yeah. Um, that was one of the first shows that I watched. And it's very um, easy to watch. It is very easy to it's watch. Very, like, the animation is very nice. Yes. I didn't finish it, but I began watching it. Mm -hmm. um, and I can admit that like if I if I got if I had found it whenever I was like beginning anime, I yeah. think I would have enjoyed it more. That I tried to I tried to watch it a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. Right. So I think maybe I just it was a little bit more outside of what I was looking for at the time. Mm -hmm. But that I mean, it sense. is it's it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. high action, high comedy. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's a uh, studio trigger. Mm -hmm. Or I'm, I don't know if is they're it? a trigger yet. Oh okay um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to. I always get conf. I think it might have been Studio Gainax at that point. Okay. Um. I think that was one of the last things Gynax made. Regardless. Um, and then lastly, a good beginner um, mecha is also Code Geass. So it has this combination of, um, of superpowers and real robot. Um, it also has like politics in it. It has everything that you need for like a typical mecha anime. Also, my advice is just watch the original show. Don't even worry about the spinoff shows. <laughs> like, they're not as good as the original, <laughs> especially the movies that continue the story. It's just not worth it. Just watch the show, and it's fine. Right. Are there any mechas that you want to talk about? Um, I would say that as, as far as, like, ones that you could maybe watch um, to get into mecha, mm -hmm. I... I really enjoyed Kuro Makuro. Yeah. And I watched the first episode with you. You didn't seem that into it. Whatever. But <laughs> I really liked it. Um, mm -hmm. I binged it. It's a Netflix original. And it's like, to me, it's super, it's, it's humorous to me because the cover of Kuro Makuro looks like a complete ripoff of like Neon Genesis. Oh, but yeah. like, we don't, it's like <laughs> not, it's nowhere near the same story. Mm -hmm. So Kuro Makuro is about... A, a Japanese samurai, like a, a real one, like back in time, samurai who gets like essentially like cryogenically or he gets in goop then mm -hmm. it like preserves him, right? And then he wakes up in modern time. And um, so he's like one of the main characters. The other main character is a high school girl. I know, riveting stuff. <laughs> um, I, this high school girl is, uh, her mother is um some important person at the I mean I don't know what else to call it other than like Gundam the big mecha robot yeah. facility 
And um, she's a really important person there. So she has, like, high expectations. But this young girl is just kind of, like, not doing very good at school and doesn't know what to do in the future. And, you know, just, like, high school things, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there's, like, she is the one who frees the samurai from the goop, essentially. And he mistakes her for a princess, sure, and is like, I serve you now, kind of thing. I mean, he realizes that it's not her. It's not mm-hmm. like a, an ongoing thing, kind of. Um, and it's revealed, it's essentially revealed that samurai, back in the day, did fight in big robot suits, right? Like, that's kind of part of the lore. I really like the lore because it kind of... Um, brings in this like mythology aspect mm-hmm. where um what like the the myth of ogres in japan they were actually like alien robots and that the samurai had to fight so he keeps calling them ogres the the, the samurai he's like oh the ogres they're like coming i need to defeat the ogres and of course everyone's like what are you talking about and he's talking about like alien mechs so that's kind of like funny. Like to me, it's like it's a really cool like mix, I guess, yeah. of like myth that's already there, but then something new. And I think the story is really nice, and I think the characters are really nice. Um, I will say that as far as the mechs themselves go, they're not that great. Mm-hmm. Honestly, sorry, they're kind of small. Okay, question: <laughs> Were they CG or two D? The the mechs are CG. The mechs are CG. Okay. That is, that's I mean that's the easy thing to do for high action you know yeah so that is like a big like like kind of fight in uh, the mecha like community right is like CG versus 2d because mm-hmm. ultimately 2d almost always looks better it always looks better um, that's what that's what I'm saying though is that like honestly the mech part it's mm-hmm. a little cringe to watch I think that they're too small. I think that because it is CG, they are too light, mm-hmm. um, and they just kind of look wonky. Yeah. But it's a great story. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. I recommend it. And I guess I don't. We we discussed this a little bit before we started recording, but I feel like it would be, I mean, a tragedy, a crime to not mention Neon Genesis. Of course, of course. That's probably, <laughs> beside Gundam, that's probably one of the most, like, Popular, well-known, well-known, at least in America. Yes. Like, well-known mecha anime. Right. And the reason we were talking about how maybe that's not the best um, beginning one is because the whole point of Neon Genesis is that it broke down a lot of the um, the generic conventions of what a mecha anime was. I know right. one of the um, direct parallels is that in Gundam, I don't know which Gundam, but the, mm-hmm. the first Gundam, yeah. it's a young boy who is being told that he has to pilot this mech. They're like, you have to do it because there's a some things here, we have to fight it, and you yeah. have to get in the mech. And the, the kid is like, hell yeah, big big robot. Pretty much, And then yeah. he goes and he fights in it, and he's like, this is amazing, I'm ready to join the military. Um, whereas in the first episode of Neon Genesis... Um, same thing, teenage boy is being told that he needs to pilot this mech in order to fight this thing, and he struggles. He doesn't want to do it. He does not want to fight. He's like, it's like a whole internal struggle. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like, I mean, that's 
the beginning of it. It breaks it down way more. Yeah. Um, but it is a wonderful anime. It is. And um, it's um, definitely worth, check, worth checking out. Maybe not your first one, but it's definitely, definitely worth <laughs> definitely worth checking out. Um, it's a lot. It's very emotional. And um, the mechs look really cool. Yes. The mechs look really um, cool. They're huge. I love that. They, they land on whole mountainsides, and I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and this is a, a rare instance in which I say both iterations of the show are really good. So you have the the old TV show from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, that still holds up very well. The yes. story on it is very good. And same with the animation, honestly. Yes, it is. And then you have the rebuild movies, which are four different movies that they made in the later 2000s. Or 2010s, I think. I don't know when the first one came out. Mm-hmm. Probably like 2011 or something like that. Regardless, uh, the a couple of years ago, the final movie finally came out. Mm-hmm. It's like two and a half hours long, something like maybe like three hours long. Yeah. Um, and so that's concluded. The manga's concluded. All three are technically different in some way right which is yes. a little frustrating yes but, everybody has their favorite yes so um any way that you want to experience evangelion is a valid probably very good way yeah i don't know if like the school spinoff is the best <laughs> you know there's definitely some things that are like okay sure why not mm. um but all of it's very good I'd say, like, it's definitely not a beginner mecha anime. Sure as hell not a beginner anime in general. That's no, not. Um, but it's very good. It's very good. But <laughs> once you've got a couple under your belt, yeah. <laughs> then I say check it out. Um, very emotional. Very uh, draining. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that might be it. Yeah. You I have think, something else? No, I think that's it for today. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Kenichi Y'all podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And thank you guys so much for listening. Mm -hmm. See you next time. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeehaw.